Enter the manifesto. And welcome back to the Atlanta Sports Manifesto. This is your host, Michael, sitting in the big chair. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I promise you guys, this is going to be another short one, but I promise you guys, <laughs> we are going to get into longer podcasts as time goes on, and we are going to find some guests. Guys, uh, thank you for for bearing with me here. It has been a heck of a year. It has been a heck of a time. Um, with all these transitions that are going on, I really, really appreciate you guys still sticking with us, still sticking with the Atlanta Sports Manifesto, our baby, Greg's baby, really, and, and something that he allowed me to take over. And speaking of Greg, we're going to have a lot of information from Greg because, as you guys know, we have a lot going on. First of all, let me start off by saying, by, by, let me start off here by saying this. I was wrong. Carrie, I apologize. Michigan fans, I apologize. Michigan won the national championship. Congratulations. Now I'm going to say something that's going to sound like a backhanded compliment. And, um, well, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. It's not going to be a compliment. Now I'm going to say something that's going to sound insulting. And maybe it is. I just think I'm telling the truth. That was one of the more boring national championship games I have seen in a long time. Almost as boring as... I didn't I didn't watch LSU Alabama because the the regular season game that everybody said was a game of the century the the 9 to 6 game or the 3 whatever it was that bored me to tears. And I had just had a baby, so you know, I needed some kind of entertainment in my life, but I didn't get it with that. And this national championship game um and then there was the other one, there was the Alabama and Notre Dame, so it's probably just as boring as that one. But PU, this was a boring game, and they beat up Michael Penix Jr. So now I'm nervous about him getting drafted by the Falcons because he got his butt whooped. I don't think that that takes away from him as a quarterback, but I do. He he got beat up. He got beat up. Uh, but kudos to Michigan. They really looked strong. They really looked big. They really looked physical. Uh, they looked like they controlled the line of scrimmage. They looked like they had everything going to take it to that that level. They looked like looked like they had everything they needed, obviously, to win a national championship. And that's all I'm going to say about that because anything else I say would probably sound like I'm being derogatory. Now, we've already had Black Monday. We've had a bunch of coaches lose their jobs in the NFL. and while we're still talking about college football we've had some turnover in college football because if you guys don't know if you're under a rock somewhere nick saban retired from alabama and as of tonight kaylin DeBoer from washington who just played in the national championship game is going to alabama i think that that's gonna be a good fit um, but, uh, you know, in the last two years, he's only lost three games and one of those, that national championship game. Um, so really in the regular season, I guess he's only lost two games. That is, that is something, right? That is a big deal, but they needed to get somebody soon because like I was telling my son who is an Alabama fan and, you know, guys, I, 
Don't ask. I'll tell you about it later. I don't, I really don't want to get into it. Um, but yeah, they, I was telling my son that Alabama needs to get somebody in there soon because they have. There are times where they have really, really messed this up, right? Like for 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 the people out there who are, I don't know, twenty and under, Alabama was not always the place to be, right? They made a bunch of bad coaching hire coaching hires. And then they didn't win anything. You know, there was almost a 10-year, 15-year gap between them winning national championships. And there's been maybe 20 or 30 years in between them dominating like they are now. So they had to get somebody in there who would, who would you know, bring some kind of uh, a stability to the program and get everything back on track. And so... Saban retired, I believe, on Wednesday. And so them getting a new coach on Friday, I think, is a really, really good idea for them. And I, I, I believe they will be fine, but you never know. But I think they'll be fine. Um, you know, that DeBoer seems like one of those kind of progressive coaches that they need. Gone are the days where Nick Saban's could win, right? I don't think a Nick Saban could go in there now and win. I think Nick, to his credit, Nick has been very adaptable in the last almost 20 years. And thus you see, you see them go from like a, 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 you know, a two back offense to kind of more of a a spread, a kind of hurry up offense. You see them go from a a, a five yards in the cloud of dust to now they throw the ball all over the yard. So to his credit, he's been very adaptable. And for that, he has been rewarded obviously with six national championships and really being the greatest college football coach of all time. But that being said, we were talking about coaching changes, so let's go to the pros. By my count, we've got eight. We've got eight jobs that are available as of right now. Greg is telling me that it could be as many as 10 to 12 by the end of this weekend because if some coaches do not do well in these, in these uh, playoffs, then some teams are going to fire their coach, Right. So uh, starting from the AFC, we've got New England. Now, I know that's pending because Gerard Mayo is going to be their coach. I guess he's a coach in waiting, but technically that job is not filled because it can't be filled until the 20th. That's another thing Greg told me. Shout out to Greg, who is always going to be the main chair on in the big chair, I should say, on the Atlanta Sports Manifesto. Um, so we've got New England. Um, we got Tennessee. we got Las Vegas Raiders. And we got the Los Angeles Chargers. We got the Washington Commanders. We got the Atlanta Falcons. Woo-hoo! The Carolina Panthers. And the the Arizona Cardinals. Those are the ones that we know are done as of right now. We know who need coaches, of course, with the asterisk by New England. But what Greg is telling me is, is that Philly, Dallas, they could make a change. Um... Maybe Tampa could make a change, and we don't know. He, he, we don't know who might retire. So, very, very fascinating stuff. And we are going to just go into real quick. We're going to do a little bit about the Falcons' coaching prospects, and we're going to talk a little bit about Arthur Blank. All right, you guys. So, like I said, we're going to talk about Arthur Blank. Um, and this team before we even get into head coach, it's hard to replace an owner, right? Especially to replace a, a, an owner who's a good guy. If you are uh, Donald Sterling, Daniel Snyder, 
one of those guys. Like if you're a piece of garbage, right? People want to get rid of you, okay? But when you're a nice guy, when you're a good guy, when you are a just a quality human being who just seems to want to help people, then it's really, really hard to replace you if you mess up. So we've been, I don't want to say given a pass, but we have been letting Arthur Blank off the hook for how this team has looked since he's bought the team, quite honestly. You know, I was telling this to my wife. I just thought about this. Since Arthur Blank bought the team in 2001, in 2001 or 2000, 2001, early, you know, 20 years ago, 23 or so years ago, since he's bought the team, they've never hired a coach who has experience as an NFL head coach. Think about that, guys. Since he bought the team, he's never hired a coach who's had NFL experience. He bought the team, he inherited Dan Reeves, and then Jim Moore, brand new head coach, uh, was a a coordinator. Um, Bobby Petrino, brand new NFL head coach, and God knows how that turned out. Mike Smith, defensive coordinator, brand new head coach. Um, uh, Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator, brand new head coach, and and Arthur Smith, defensive coordinator, oh, excuse me, offensive coordinator, brand new head coach. Now, don't get me wrong. I think I'm okay with him getting an offensive coordinator. Well, first of all, a coordinator, but it's got to be offensive coordinator, and it's got to be somebody who's got some vision. I don't want one of these guys who has a team who who runs the ball all the time and does all this stuff. You could have asked me three years ago and I would have told you Arthur Smith is a bad idea. First of all, I was like, who the hell is this guy? If that's the case, then you're not the right coach. I don't care. I know these guys put in their dues, right? I know they pay their dues. And I'm I'm happy to see them get jobs. But head coaching jobs, when you don't really run a, a, a an offense that says, Whatever they're doing, we need to duplicate that, right? Then you shouldn't be getting a head coaching job. If I'm being honest, I'll tell you like this. You know who seems to have guys who are ready to be head coaches and who seems to put guys in position to be decent head coaches? Either Sean McVay or, and I know I still have a vendetta against him because of that Super Bowl, but but Kyle Shanahan. Those two guys seem to have coordinators who are ready to be head coaches right away. And honestly, guys, I know I'm going, I'm a little all over the place, but honestly, I would like us to give a look to Eric Bieniemy. But if I'm being objective, I his offense didn't really do it for me this year. You know what I mean? When he was with the Commanders, so objectively speaking, I can't say that he is the guy. He is the guy. I don't know. But I really would like for him to get an opportunity because when he was with KC, he was the guy. And and look at KC now. Like, that may be more of the endorsement that he needs as opposed to the indictment on him in in Washington. It may be more of the endorsement saying, hey, look at Kansas City without him. And for that, I may be be inclined to say, yeah, you're right. Kansas City kind of looks like a dumpster fire without him. So maybe he is the guy that they need, and maybe he should have stayed there, and maybe they would be on their way back to the Super Bowl because if we can all be honest, they're not going to the Super Bowl. But the hell with them. I don't care about Kansas City. I care about the ATL. 
the guy who I want again, I think Bienemy is a good fit. I think he would be. He's 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 a very creative offensive mind. We got um we 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 have a needed quarterback, so we need him to either draft or bring in a quarterback. But I think he can scheme some guys open to get them to get them available to make plays. Now, <clears throat> according to Greg, though, Greg is saying that Atlanta is uh is kind of a destination for guys. He's saying that um uh who is he saying? Okay, so what he's saying is is that Bill Belichick may be looking here in Atlanta. This is according to Greg's sources, okay? And hopefully I can say this. He didn't tell me not to say it. So hopefully I can say this, but he was saying, according to his sources, Belichick is in play and Belichick would come here and he would try to do everything to get Kirk Cousins. Now, I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins at all. I'm not a fan. I think he puts up pretty counting numbers, but in the postseason, he's going to throw interceptions and he's going to lose the game for you. I think it's like clockwork with him. But like I told Greg, if Kirk Cousins comes here, you know what? I know that I'm picking all Falcons for fantasy football next year. And by the way, in a family league and in the what will now be known from this from henceforth, what will now be known as the Atlanta Sports Manifesto League, I am the champion. So you call you can call me champ champ. I am the champion in both leagues. I've got two belts and you will acknowledge me. Um, But I don't really have a problem with that. Right. But what I want, though, with Bill Belichick, I should say, what I want is I would want him to have a coach in waiting because he's 71 years old. Dude can't really want to do this for another day. I, I don't know if he can do it for another decade, if I'm being honest. But I know, of course, he doesn't want to feel like he was pushed out. He wants to feel like he left on his own terms. And that's understandable. I get it. I don't have a problem with this. But again, what I would like to see is a younger coach. But, hey, Bill Belichick is a proven coach. And like I said before, we we, we have a, a dearth of – not a dearth, I'm sorry. We are a bereft of proven coaches here. So I would like to see a proven coach come to this team. But, yeah, beyond that, man, um, we've got some playoffs this week, this weekend. And so what I'm going to do is uh, before I go, because, again, I, like I said, this is a quick – podcast i know guys i promised we are going to get back into these podcasts they will not be this quick again just life be life in but okay so for tomorrow's games we got the browns versus the texans give me the browns the browns have a a very strong defense and um joe flacco is actually looking pretty damn good man i can't i can't say anything bad about him he looks pretty good i want him i wish we had him here um, and then we've got uh, 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 the Dolphins at Kansas City. Give me Kansas City. I think the Dolphins are, are starting to – the wheels are falling off on the Dolphins for some reason. On Sunday, we've got the Steelers with the Bills – or excuse me, the Steelers at the Bills. Not at. We got the Steelers versus the Bills. Yeah, I'm sorry. Steelers at the Bills. Sorry. Um, give me the Bills. Uh, the Steelers, they did a hell of a job to get into the playoffs, but I don't think that they – you know, I don't think they got anything – um, we've got the Packers at the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. The Packers did a good job making the playoffs again, but I feel like they're like the, the, the Steelers. And then we got the, the night game. We got the Rams at the lions. That should be interesting. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the lions, but I'm just glad I don't have to 
I'm I'm glad I'm not betting betting money on it because or my life or anything because I, I really can't say. And that's kind of how I feel about this next game. We've got the we got the Eagles versus the Bucks. I guess just because I saw them last in the playoffs. Give me the Bucks. Um, excuse me. Give me the Eagles. Give me the Eagles. I, I don't know if I can trust the Bucks. All right, people. So that is going to do it again. This is a quick podcast. I know we are going to get better. I promise. But thank you guys so much for joining us here on the Atlanta Sports Manifesto. We will be back next week. We will talk about these games. We will hopefully talk about either being close to a, a new coach or or having a coach. Uh, but until then, this is your boy, Michael, sitting in the big chair. I appreciate you. I hope you guys enjoy the games, and I will talk to you soon. Peace.